Hello and welcome to Teaching Elementary Mathematics. I am Dave Blake. This week we're going to talk about planning out the first week. Usually I do this with teachers I work with the week before school starts. We need to plan what that first week is going to look like so that we're not just uh, going around in circles, that we're not, that we're setting up to be successful for the rest of the year. The first thing that you need to do is you need to think about what is my goal for the first week? Is my goal for the first week that I get routines and procedures in place? Is my goal for the first week that I have them understand all of the things that we're going to learn in third grade? Is my goal for the first week that I put a smile on all of my kids' face to let them know that they can be successful? What is going to be your goal that you want to do for the first week? I believe the first goal that you should have is set up your routines and your procedures. So you need to think about what kind of routines and procedures do I want to have? If you think about you telling your students in one math lesson, I want you to uh, go and get a whiteboard. What are all of the components of this that are going to play a part? You need to think about where are the whiteboards going to be stored? Where are your markers going to be stored? Where are your erasers going to be stored? If they're not stored at their desk, what are you going to do so that the students can get their whiteboards, their markers, and their erasers? What are you going to do when they have their whiteboards? How are they going to be held accountable to show their work? How are they going to be held accountable to actually do the work? What are they going to do so that they can be successful with the whiteboards? Then, when they're done with their work, how are they going to show that they understand what you want them to talk about? Are they going to raise their whiteboards? Or are they going to leave their whiteboards on their desks? Are they going to put their pens in a certain position? Are they going to raise their pens? What are they going to do? so that they are successful with their whiteboards. And let's say they don't understand. Are they going to raise their hand? Are they going to place their finger on their nose? Are they going to tug on their ear? Are they going to walk around following you saying, teacher, 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 I need help, I need help. What are they going to do so that they can be successful in getting your attention? These are just a few things to think about when you're planning your first week of your lesson. So when we're talking about the first week, we do need to teach them math. Every day of school, we need to teach them math. We need to teach them reading. We need to teach them how to learn. In order to do this, what we need to do is we need to not teach them third grade material, but start with either first or second grade material. As we start with first or second grade material, students will start to understand, oh, I can do this and they'll start with a smile on their face. One of the things that we should do is we need to think about what am I going to do today to help the kids feel successful? What am I going to do today to put a smile on the kid's face, to let them know that they can be successful in my class? I know that as we teach third grade, one of the second grade standards that they need to uh, have mastered by the end of second grade is that they can add and subtract within a thousand. 
when they came to your class at the end of second grade, most of them were able to do that. So why, when they come to your class, and on the first day you give them a problem, do they not get it? There's a few different things. One is that they've had almost three months without learning. Some of these kids didn't even do a single math problem. They didn't even think mathematically. They didn't count. They didn't, on their video games, they didn't even pay attention to the score and how it was going up. But some kids did. So how do we bridge that gap? One of the ways that we bridge that gap is we go back to things that, not that they were good at the, at the end of last year, but things they were good at two years ago. And things that built all during second grade. So I would start with single-digit addition. And what a great practice if you start with single-digit addition, how that will build into repeated addition and how that will build into multiplication. But if you put a problem on the board and you say, I need you to solve 4 plus 7, and they count on their fingers 4 plus 7, are you setting the foundation for them to draw what you want them to draw? Are you setting that foundation for you to be successful later on? Or when you say, I need you to draw a picture of 7 plus 4, and they start to visualize, what does that mean? This is a great way to get them, with every kid, to have a smile on their face. Even the kids that don't know how to add without using their fingers, or even the kids who don't know how to add without counting on, can be successful when you say, draw a picture of 7 plus 4. And here's an interesting thing that I like to do even with 5th grade students that I've worked with. Is I will say, I need you to draw a visual representation of these problems. And I will give them very single digit, very easy single digit addition problems. What is 4 plus 7? What is uh, 5 plus 3? What is. And have them draw a picture of that. And then have them draw a picture of what is 7 minus 4? And a lot of them will draw seven things and then put the minus sign and then draw four more things. And I ask them, so 7 minus 4 is 11? Oh, no, 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 they say. 7 minus 4 is not 11. Look, I had 7, and then I minus 4. And I say, I know, but look on your paper. You have 11 objects. So your visual representation is 7 minus 4 is 11. Now, here's the interesting thing that will happen. Those kids who have typically not struggled in math will have a hard time drawing a visual representation. But those kids who have struggled or who their teachers have labeled not good at math, or it takes them longer to process, or those people who, or those students who struggle a little bit with being the first to be done. Most of them will draw seven objects and cross out four objects because they understand what subtraction is. But in their mind, it might take them a little bit longer to walk through that process. And that's perfectly okay. Some of the greatest mathematicians of all time took time to process. And that's what we want. We want problem solvers, not calculators. We have enough calculators in our pockets. So as we work towards what are we going to do to put a smile on their face, we will also want to work towards what is it going to look like to help them be successful in my class. 
If you believe that they should draw everything, that they should show their work, have them do it on the first time. Have them do it every time. And eventually they can be released. But if you have them so that on the first time they don't have to, then you'll fight that battle all the rest of the year. So on that first week, what are you going to introduce to your students so that they can be successful? And what are you going to do to put a smile on their face? So let's talk about how to introduce routines and procedures into your classroom while you're teaching math. On the first day, you should have them use whiteboards. And I don't, it doesn't matter if they're in their desk or by their desks or whatever, but have that clear in your mind. Are you going to have them in groups? Are you going to have a group leader that goes over and gets one for everybody? What are you going to do? If they're in their desk, what are you going to do to have them pull it out? Are you going to give them 30 seconds? Are you going to uh, draw a picture on the board and have their desks look exactly how you have the picture on the board? Whatever you do, think through it. As myself as a teacher, I like it when my students just leave their whiteboards on the desk. I know that you have students that will lift your board and want to show you exactly what they did. But to me, that makes it hard for me to see the, the students in the back. So I leave, have them leave it on their desks. And I walk around, and I'm very quick to point, hey, great job, great job, um, good job doing this, what do you think about this? And we can talk about those different things that they did well. But have them ready with a whiteboard. The other thing that you need to think about and maybe you're not going to do this on the first day, but I would do it in the first week, is what does partner work look like? What does partner work sound like? And have that conversation with your students. You need to help them understand that we do work in partners. We have a conversation. And are you going to have partner one share first and then partner two? Are you going to just have them share together? What are you going to do so that they know how to share as a partner. Are you going to use elbow partners? Are you going to use eye partners? Are you going to use diagonal partners? Are you going to use, there's lots of different types of partners you can use. But what does the voice look like? Do we stand up and walk around if we're partner sharing? Does one person tell the other person? Or does the other person ask one of the, their other partner? What routines and procedures will you put into your lesson so that you can help them be successful and so that you won't be fighting these for the rest of the year. The last thing I want to talk about is how do you break your lesson into chunks? Do you have everybody uh, with you the whole time? Are you a 100% lecturer? Are you a lot of we do on your lessons? Are you a lot of I do? Or are you a lot of you do? Your lesson needs to be broken into chunks. And the common thing is that uh, students have plus or minus five minutes their age. So in third grade, you have eight and nine-year-olds. So think about you have between four minutes and 14 minutes before you have to change things up. Now, you don't have to change things up immensely, but you have to change things up a little bit, what you're doing. So. The very first part of your lesson, explain to them what your goal is for the day and what the success criteria looks like. 
So if you're on the first day and you want them to show their work on basic addition, single digit, multi or single digit problems, then what you would do is you would say, today we're going to add single digit numbers. The success criteria is you need to be able to draw a representation of the problem. You need to be able to add all of the numbers together and you need to be able to write a proper addition equation. Does that mean it's vertical or horizontal? That doesn't matter. You need to decide what that looks like. And, uh, but in doing so, you're going to be teaching them how to use whiteboards, how to raise their hand, how to get your attention, how to show their answer, how to work with partners, and all of these different things. But introduce your, your objective and your success criteria for the lesson. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to put a problem on the board. This is a problem that's going to spark their interest. So are you going to have a story problem? Are you going to have a problem that is maybe a little different? Are you going to have a uh, my favorite no? So are you going to put on there uh, 7 plus 4 equals 3 and have them talk to their neighbor or have them try and figure out themselves? What could be a mistake that this person made to get this answer? And then, what are we going to do so that we don't make that mistake? So this should probably take five to ten minutes to talk about all of the things that they can do. As we go on in this podcast, I will share with you ideas of how you can get students' attention at the beginning of the lesson so that they are interested in what you're teaching. The next part of the lesson should be a lot of we do. This is where you put a problem up there and you work through the problem with them. The way that I have done this many times is that I teach the students on the first problem. On the second problem, I work with the students. So if it was seven plus four, we would talk about what would be the first thing we would do? Draw the picture. Okay you draw the picture and I would draw it at the same time as them. The next thing we would do is the next thing we would do is then we would count them and then we would put our answer. When we're doing the next problem after they seem to get this, which might take two or three problems, the next thing I would do is I would work behind them. And so I put the problem on the board and I say, okay, do the first step and then they're going to draw it. And I walk around the classroom and as I make it back to the board, then I draw my picture. Then I walk around the classroom and I see how many of them have answered. And then I write the answer. I do this behind them. And what happens is those students who are already understanding can move forward. And those students who are struggling, you know which ones they are because you've seen them struggle but then they can reference the board and get ideas of, oh, now I know where to start. The last thing I do is I give them a problem and I let them solve it. This helps them work through the problem. Then I work my way through my success criteria. At the end, I have an idea in my mind of what the final product or what proficiency looks like. And I give them this problem. I give it as an exit ticket. I give it as a show on your board and raise it. But I have in my mind what proficiency looks like. And I give them this problem. And then I check for proficiency. 
But as you start your first week, the most important thing you need to think about is what are you going to introduce to the students so all of them can be successful? And what are you going to do to put a smile on the students' faces every day of your teaching? Thank you for joining me this week. If you enjoyed my podcast, please like it, subscribe, share it with your friends. Thank you very much.